It's 7 o'clock on Utah's Morning News. Good morning, I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story on the 7 o'clock report. It is breaking news from Bountiful to start off the morning after police say a man is dead following a shooting. Police are not giving us many details just yet, but they do say they are investigating the scene as a homicide. About... One o'clock this morning, uh, the Bountiful Dispatch Center received a report of multiple gunshots in the area of 1950 South. Police Lieutenant Andrew Smith says the man who was shot later died at the hospital. They also tell us that man did not live in the area. We'll continue to work to get more information and pass it along as soon as we get it. Also following a developing story, we've been monitoring these huge flames shooting into the sky just off I-15 in Lehigh. It's a house fire that uh, started last hour. KSL-TV's Kara Bracken arrived on the scene a short time ago and is gathering information. I did talk with that group of neighbors that are here gathered on the sidewalk, and they do say that there were two people inside of that home when this fire broke out, but they were able to get out safely. Again, that's coming from those neighbors here on the side. That said, there are still lots of ambulances, fire trucks, as well as a ladder truck that is putting down water on this home that appears to be a two-story home with the top gone because of the flames. We will pass along more details as we get them. Two bills aimed at giving Utahns tax breaks are now headed to the governor's desk. KSL News Radio's Adam Small begins our live team coverage Eye on the Hill 2024. Adam? Amanda, the legislature has passed a nearly $170 million bill to reduce the state income tax rate by one-tenth of a percent, dropping it from 4.65 to 4.55 percent. The House and Senate have also passed a bill that expands an $1,000 child tax credit. Now, as it stands now, that credit is only available for kids between ages 1 and 3. But if the governor signs off, it would up that range from 1 to 4 years old. People can claim that tax for each child in that age range if they are that age the last day of a given tax year. Live Adam Small, KSL News Radio. Utah lawmakers also passed a bill increasing the number of kids unlicensed child care providers can watch. Here's KSL-TV's Daniel Woodruff. Christina Robles knows child care. She's licensed, which she says impacts how she operates. Robles is disappointed the legislature just passed a bill boosting the number of kids allowed at unlicensed daycares from 6 to 8. Robles is concerned the changes to the law would take away incentives for people to get licensed. Nine newly passed bills are sitting on the governor's desk this morning. KSL News Radio's Don Brinkerhoff continues our team coverage, Eye on the Hill 2024. Six of the bills are concurrent resolutions. One recognizes the USS Utah, while another creates the Butch Cassidy State Monument. Another makes benefit changes to the state health plan. One celebrates Utah's history of welcoming refugees. One encourages the repeal of the Jones Act, which deals with shipping goods by sea. The sixth resolution declares that there is no value in child sexual abuse material, regardless of whether it's created using recognizable children or by using artificial intelligence. Don Brinkerhoff, KSL News Radio. KSL's top national stories this hour. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear arguments where former President Trump says he has presidential immunity from prosecution in the election interference case. Here's ABC's Perry Russell. Now the Supreme Court will decide once and for all whether a president can be criminally prosecuted for their actions in office. The decision will set a precedent going far beyond Trump. Scholars look back on actions taken by previous presidents, asking, could former President Bush have been prosecuted for enhanced interrogation techniques during the war on terror? And could former President Obama have been prosecuted for the killing of al-Qaeda member Anwar al-Awlaki, a U.S. citizen not given a trial? Earlier this month, the federal appeals court unanimously rejected Trump's immunity claim. 
Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell is stepping down after 39 years. ABC News contributor Sarah Isker has some insight on who could replace him. It's three Johns, John Barrasso, John Cornyn, and John Thune. And, you know, really we're talking generational change. Mitch McConnell, 82 years old. Two of the three Johns are in their 70s. One of the Johns is in their 60s. So just a huge shift in, I think, the the age cohort that we're talking about here for Republican leadership. McConnell says his age is a major factor in his decision. We should probably clarify, he's not stepping down from his position in the as Senate. Senate. Right, just as leader. Just as Republican leader. Let's get uh, first look traffic here on the 7 o'clock report and go back to Andy Farnsworth. Slowdowns on I-15, pretty minor, but you'll see them a little bit. The on-ramps at uh, 90 South, 7200 South, and 5300 South. Mountain View's backed up over 3500 South. I-15, heavier coming out of Ogden, but still not seeing any extra travel time and through all the way through downtown. And they cleaned up um, all but one vehicle of the crash we had on the Woods Cross on-ramp to North 15. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. The, a federal agency has just ranked the most dangerous type of intersections for drivers. KSL News Radio's Heather Kelly is live with the details. Heather? Amanda, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration reports more than 71% of fatalities which occurred during an intersection crash were at four way exchanges in the Beehive State. That accounts for 235 deaths in Utah over the last five years. Three-way stops, or T interchanges, account for the second highest rate of intersection traffic deaths, followed by Y intersections. Those are areas where the road merges from two different directions into one road. The report is a reminder to drivers to be especially careful when approaching any type of intersection. Live, Heather Kelly, KSL News Radio. A woman has pleaded guilty to causing a fatal head-on crash on Mother's Day. Police say that Nicolette Tovey uh, admitted to texting while driving when she swerved and hit a car, killing one woman and injuring five others, including her two-year-old daughter. Police say she tested positive for methamphetamine at the time. We have an update on the woman's body found in a Brigham City Creek. Police have identified her as Fanny Escalona. She was found unresponsive in the water yesterday morning before later dying at the hospital. Investigators are still working to figure out what happened and how she got there. Solutions to homelessness, crime reduction, and major infrastructure improvements are all goals of Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall. KSL News Radio's Mark Jackson reports. KSL.com reports the unveiling came on Wednesday in a statement from the mayor that includes making further gains on major projects like a Main Street pedestrian promenade, Green Loop, and work on Ballpark Next. New goals include child care, affordable housing, and water conservation challenges. Several environmental goals include the potential of finally opening a 80-megawatt electron solar project in Tooele by the summer. The project has been significantly delayed by international trade and supply chain issues according to the city mark jackson ksl news radio Beachbound spring breakers will find a new set of rules in some Florida cities. ABC's Andrea Fujii reports. Last spring break, Miami Beach saw two deadly shootings and some 600 arrests. The city's holiday slogan was, come on vacation, don't leave on probation. This year, a new warning to visitors. We're breaking up with spring break. In addition to more police patrols this year, the city plans a midnight curfew, increased DUI checkpoints, $100 parking garage rates for visitors, beach 
beach access will close at 6 p.m. and sidewalk cafes on Ocean Drive will shut down on the weekend. I used to live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They used to set up temporary jails on the beach. Oh, no, really? <laughs> in tents or what? In, yeah, they were like tents or even just caged in areas for the people who were out of control drunk. Oh, my gosh. The cities are most worried about the peak spring break period, which is March 8th through the 17th. A look at power rates around the nation shows we pay some of the cheapest prices in the country. KSL News Radio's Tammy Kikuchi reports. A new study puts Utah in the number one position for lowest power rates in the country. Rocky Mountain Power spokesman Dave Eskelson says their energy sources are diverse. We have coal resources, natural gas resources. We have investments in uh, wind power. There's also hydropower. Customer yearly power bills will be a few cents more than $1,047. Eskelson says up to 90% of their power is generated by their own power plants, and their transmission system is one of the largest in the country. He says they've worked hard to reach first place, and they intend to stay there. Tammy Kikuchi, KSL News Radio. 709 means traffic and weather together, and it's, of course, brought to you by Sinclair's DinoPay app. Save up to 20 cents a gallon. And he's back in the traffic center. Well, right now, if you're on I-15, you've got a little bit of slowing in that stretch between Sandy and Midvale, uh, between uh, 72nd and 53rd South in particular, going into Murray, I guess, a little bit too. Getting heavier on Mountain View down in Daybreak and in Harriman near uh, the Rosecrest Road, but the northbound side's got some delay at 3500 South in West Valley. Michelle? Well, we're still running smoothly, making your way into downtown from up north if you're headed from Ogden. Seeing good speeds on I-15, nothing to slow you down. We do still have a crash that is off to the right. This is in Woods Cross. This is northbound at 2600 south. Now, there's only one car left, so it's not really causing any problems at this point. Eric? I-15 continues to look pretty solid in Utah County, northbound from Provo and Orem all the way up to Point of the Mountain. Uh, That's a 20-minute drive you're getting on at University Avenue starting to bunch up a bit on Mountain View Corridor eastbound approaching Redwood Road, but so far it's not too bad getting over to the freeway on 2100 North and northbound Redwood Road looks good uh, going uh, up towards Camp Williams and the Porter Rock will turn off. Is it winter? Is it spring? Who cares? Come explore Logan. Catch the Cache Valley Cowboy Rendezvous March 14th through the 17th with big name Western music, cowboy poetry, and dances. ExploreLogan.com. Eric Butler in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL hourly forecast. We start out in the mid-30s today, 7 a.m., with mostly clear skies. Into the lunch hour, already getting breezy out of the south. It'll be partly cloudy skies, temps right around 50. This afternoon, we top out at 58 degrees, breezy out of the south. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Matt Johnson. Pretty cloudy out there this morning, 36 degrees. We have some concerning information this morning for people who take Ozempic, that after you stop taking the drug, a majority of people gain the weight back. Mm. We'll have the story for you in just a moment here on KSL. The Department of Transportation is trying to help people with wheelchairs get through airports without problems. ABC's Andy Field takes a look. The government proposing a rule that would make it easier for the Transportation Department to fine airlines that damage a passenger's wheelchair. That happened more than 11,000 times last year, often leaving passengers stranded or unable to get reimbursed for a repair or replacement. The new rule would require airlines to have loaner wheelchairs available. The fine could cost airlines up to $120,000 per violation. Wow. The change also provides more training for employees and contractors who assist passengers with disabilities. 
A University of Utah study attempts to understand why UFO sightings are more common in the western part of the country. Associate Professor Dr. Richard Medina says these sightings can be a cause for concern. Because if there are things in the sky and we don't know what they are, that, that could be an issue to air, airplanes and air travel. The National UFO Research Center says there have been 98,000 total UFO sightings between 2001 and 2020. 98,000? I had no idea it was that a many. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, part of it is the people that live in highly populated areas just never see the stars. Yeah. And so, you know, they don't get the chance. I, I took a, a kid I got to know in 2008 when I did the uh, Beijing Olympics, lived in China, Chinese uh, student. He came here. I took him down to Bryce Canyon, which is a... Uh, dark sky park, took him out at midnight, and he had never seen anything like it. Oh, wow. Because the pollution levels in uh, where he grew up in China were just off the charts. Oh, wow. That must have been a moment. We were freezing our tails off. He didn't want to go back to the hotel. Uh, It's Leap Day today, which creates a few unusual dilemmas for leaplings. I had no idea. KSL News Radio's Michael Committee is live with more. Michael. Tim, as you can imagine, leaplings are people who were born on any February 29th. Now, all of those leap year birthday jokes aside, it actually has a real-world impact. For example, registration. A leaper's driver's license could have an invalid expiration date because February 29th doesn't exist every year. Life insurance policies are also affected, and imagine being a kid and not being able to see your birthday marked up on the family calendar. Now, things have gotten better for leapers in recent years, but still, if you know someone who was born on February 29th, go wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> Reporting live, Michael Commit, KSL News Radio. Trending this hour on the 7 o'clock report, since Leap Day only comes around every four years, some companies are celebrating with massive sales. Converse, Reebok, Build-A-Bear, even some airlines. This story about Caitlin Clark is really uh, something. She's now the all-time leading scorer among female college basketball players just two weeks after breaking the NCAA women's basketball scoring record. She's 18 points now shy of beating Pete Maravich's overall scoring record for the NCAA. Iowa superstar has scored 3,650 points in her college career and set the uh, NCAA single-season record for three-pointers. Amazing. Post Malone is now not only the executive soundtrack producer for the WWE 2K24 game, he will now be a playable character. The superstar will be available for purchase in the game as a downloadable character. Well, with a name like Post, yeah, I mean, you're a Post player, right? Yeah, so I think so. You might as well be a part of uh, video games. That's great stuff. All right, uh, KSL News Time 715. The three things you need to know this hour. First, two bills lowering the state income tax rate and expanding a child tax credit are now headed to the governor's desk. I'm KSL News Radio's Adam Small. Second, a man is dead after a shooting in Bountiful. Police are calling it a homicide. Third, let's check the drive with traffic and weather together. Traffic on I-15 is uh, looking pretty decent uh, right now as you come over Point of the Mountain and through Utah County. There's a little bit of buildup around 5300 south. That delay has actually improved in the last five or so minutes. And then you've got wait times increasing on Bangor and Mountain View, especially on the west side of the valley. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. Warmer for the next three days, but it's at the cost of wind. I'm Matt Johnson. Right now, 36 degrees at the KSL Common Spirit Health Studios. And time for our top national stories. From ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. 
A recent Gallup poll shows immigration is the top issue among voters this election cycle, even above the economy. To prove its importance, there will be two trips to the southern border today. ABC's Jim Ryan has more from Brownsville, Texas, site of President Biden's visit this afternoon. This city across the Rio Grande from Matamoros, Mexico, has seen the number of illegal border crossings decline. And while he is concerned about immigration, County Executive Eddie Trevino Jr. hopes to discuss other economic matters with President Biden. Our shrimping industry, our shrimpers, have been impacted for years from the importation of foreign shrimp. When Biden's Republican rival Donald Trump appears in the border city of Eagle Pass up the Rio Grande from here, the issue of immigration will be front and center. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Brownsville, Texas. The issue of immunity from prosecution front and center of the U.S. Supreme Court, which is set an April 22nd date to hear arguments on whether Donald Trump should be immune from prosecution over his actions on January 6th. Here's ABC Chief Washington Correspondent Jonathan Carl. The Supreme Court is now on track to weigh in on a claim Donald Trump has made both in the courtroom and on the campaign trail. The president has to have immunity. There is nothing more important to a presidency than immunity. Is central to his defense against the allegation that he illegally tried to overturn the 2020 election. The trial in that case, brought by special counsel Jack Smith, was originally scheduled to start next week, but is now on hold as the Supreme Court considers Trump's immunity claim. The second largest wildfire in Texas history, the one burning near Amarillo in the Panhandle, has now claimed at least one life, an 83-year-old grandmother. The Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry now says 30,000 Palestinians have been killed in Gaza since the October 7th Hamas attacks. The health ministry also saying today up to 100 people were killed when crowds of Palestinians rushed aid trucks trying to deliver food and supplies. You're listening to ABC News. There are some other stories uh, this morning that we're following locally. Uh, a man accused of killing a police officer, a Provo police officer, back in 2019 will be in court today. Investigators say that Matt Hoover shot Officer Joseph uh, Shinners when he was trying to arrest Hoover in Orem. The case was delayed last year. The trial expected to last about three weeks. Some people who have stopped taking Ozempic are reporting the weight they lost comes right back. KSL News Radio's Heather Peterson has the story. Reports show that people who get off the medication tend to gain about two-thirds of the weight they lost back. Doctors say the problem is that Ozempic curbs your appetite, and once off of it, the cravings come back. Some may be advised to wean off Ozempic slowly if they don't want to take the expensive medication anymore, but you should talk to your doctor about the solution that's right for you. Several reports say many employers' health plans want to restrict people from using Ozempic for weight loss. I hope my wife is up and listening. Online buyers beware. Make sure you really want that product before adding it to your shopping cart. Uh, ABC Business and Economy correspondent Rebecca Jarvis says a store can actually ban you for making too many returns. Retail crackdown on returns. I did not know there was like a limit to how many returns somebody could make. New York resident Nadine Hansen says Sephora warned her they would no longer accept returns or exchanges from her based on her prior activity. I examined my shopping habits after that. And she's not alone. The cost to process the return and get it in a retail-ready position is a really expensive one for retailers. Rebecca Jarvis, ABC News, New York. Why would anyone want to return that much? It's such a hassle. Well, I'm trying to decipher here. Is that brick and mortars? Is that online or is that both? I, I think the story was just about online, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah. But it's just such a hassle. I can't imagine doing that on purpose in some repeated way. But all right, I'm, I'm going to out my wife here. Huh. Becky is a serial returner because what she does, particularly with clothes, she's not sure, depending on where they're coming from yeah, in the world, what, what the, the sizing is going to be. be. Yeah. 
or she has two or three dresses or two or three pairs of shoes that she thinks she'll like, but until she puts them on, she you can't don't tell. Know. So she orders three, and then we'll send two back. Oh wow! Then she's she knows how to do it without it being such a hassle. The only time I've ever tried to do it, it was just just a nightmare. Yeah. Well. Uh, without a hassle till now, it sounds like it's going to get <laughs> yes. much tougher to do. That's why I hope she's listening. Uh, that is uh, the in-depth for you this morning at 15 and 45. 719 now. Traffic and weather together brought to you by Sinclair's DinoPay app. Save up to 20 cents per gallon. And we go back over to you, Andy. And right now, if you're traveling through the valley, the northbound drive of I-15 is uh, back to the full speed limit. Now, even in Midvale and Murray... It'll slow down later, but for now, enjoy it while it's at the full speed limit. You will have to wait a little bit getting to the freeway on 90 south from West Jordan and a little bit on Mountain View and Bangor as you travel through West Valley's intersections. Michelle? Still looking like a nice ride for drivers making their way southbound. I-15 from Riverdale all the way into downtown. A little bit of slowing on US-89. This is right around Harrison Boulevard in Ogden. And then SR-193, that's also a little bit of a slow ride right around I-15. Eric? No problems on I-15 in Utah County right now. You're looking good from Provo and Orm up to the point of the mountain. The delays are the usual ones over on 2100 north from Redwood Road over to the freeway along the 215 east belt. No difficulties northbound from Cottonwood Heights past Mount Olympus up to Foothill Drive, which in turn is looking good going up towards the University of Utah. Is the IRS harassing you? Are tax problems ruining your life? Let Utah Tax Attorney Jordan Wilcox help. Visit TaxHelpUT.com. That's TaxHelpUT.com. Eric Butler in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL 7 forecast starts out with a lot of wind in Utah. Mostly sunny today with a high of 58, breezy out of the south. Tomorrow, 59, mostly cloudy. Showers at the north end border, still windy out of the south. Saturday, windy again. As a cold front moves through Saturday afternoon, it'll be rain switching to snow. Snow showers into the first half of Sunday, high of only 37. 39, partly cloudy on Monday. Tuesday, mix of sun and clouds, 45. We're back to 49 by next Wednesday, mostly cloudy. From the KSL Weather Center, I'm Matt Johnson. And right now, 36 degrees. The seven-day forecast brought to you by Performance Automotive Bountiful.